Welcome to Late Night Talks, a place for growth, stability, and transformation. The podcast for men and for the women who want to understand men. My name is Amy Jo. I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and a life strategist. Here, we take you to the next level of your journey mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Good evening. It's a pleasure to be here with you tonight. Welcome to the latest episode here at Late Night Talks. How have you been? I know it's been a little bit. I took last week off because of the holiday, but I hope those who celebrate Thanksgiving had a very nice day surrounded by those that you love and who love you. I had an amazing, beautiful day myself, but yeah, so we are here now and I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. I want to welcome the new listeners from Malaysia, Portugal, and Austria great to have you here if this is your first time tuning in. I hope that you'll enjoy what we share here. So over the holidays, I was thinking about how much life gives us. And I was thinking how we frequently magnify and exaggerate all the negative things in the world or the negative events in our lives. And to be honest, if you measure the bad against the good, it's so minuscule. The scales are way off balance when you look at it from a higher perspective. But we make our problems so massively big. And as a result of, of these, you know, negative events that take place or that happen to us or around us, we develop a way of moving through life. And we allow these past stories to become part of us. And it's really not a story, right? It's just a very, very, very small, tiny segment of a chapter in our overall life. Yet we allow these negative emotions to rule us to become part of our personalities. You're familiar with some of those people who are very bitter that we come across from time to time. They might have a lot of resentment and anger for things that have happened. And it shows up in their words or in their behavior and their actions. And I know it's very difficult to let pain go and to deal with pain. But if you could just look back on the timeline of your life and count all the the times, even as a child, even if you were in not a healthy environment. As children, we always found a way to find a happy place. So if you add all those up and, and think about even on a day-to-day basis, on an hour-to-hour basis, on a minute-to-minute basis, there's a lot of wonderful, uh, beautiful things that are taking place in that time. If you become very aware of that time and space. So if we could just turn down the, the negative events and then turn up all the positive things that we've been given while we've been here so far, 
it's a beautiful life. And these are the moments that light our life up. And I want to show you how life can be lived more joyfully, you know, with more meaning, if this is something that you're interested in hearing about. And I know a lot of people struggle. And that's why they come and they listen to try and find a little bit of connection or assistance or guidance into trying to be better. So I would like you to consider a new paradigm today. We're here to become more conscious, loving and compassionate beings to create a, a domino effect for the great awakening of humanity. And it's all happening right now. It's been happening for many years, but it's finally starting to catch momentum. And like anything else in life, we really need to keep our minds open and to remember that knowledge and understanding are ever changing and expanding, right? The tradition was that spirituality and science were mutually incompatible, right? And most of the spiritual concepts couldn't really be proven scientifically. But over time, many of these spiritual ideas have found scientific explanation thanks to quantum physics. And because of this, you may more readily grasp, maybe accept and put into practice some of these spiritual ideas for personal growth. Now science through quantum physics is showing us that everything in the universe is energy. And when we go down to a subatomic level, we don't find matter, but pure energy. Okay. However, there is still a lack of understanding on how this world operates from a higher perspective. Many people see life as it is because of what they know to be true. But do they dare consider an alternative viewpoint? Tonight, I would love to speak on the spiritual laws that govern our results in life. And I'm going to only touch on the first one tonight. This is where I feel my heart speaks, and I haven't really shared much on a spiritual level lately. And I know sometimes I share some thoughts and some wisdom from my own higher self at times, and it might seem kind of hard to comprehend or hard to integrate that into your truth. And that's not the reason why I share. I share to help you gain some different perspective on certain topics while we kind of are time travelers here on earth together. So tonight we're going to focus on the first law, which is the law of oneness. And before I get started on this, I would just like to add, because I know the word spirituality and kind of this, what may sound like woo-woo stuff, will turn people away. And I just want to add that, you know, these universal laws that I'm going to be discussing over the next couple of weeks, they're not really relevant to any religious organization, you know, to live in Christ consciousness or enlightenment. You don't need to be religious. Consciousness is an essence of the universe, right? And consciousness is simply energy. And it applies to everybody, regardless of your class, 
your community, your religion, and gender. You're subject to universal laws, not because of your religion. Because you exist, you're a subject to the universal laws. The sun and the moon don't shine for you or for your religious beliefs. It's just a universal fact. And everything that Jesus, Buddha, and the other ascended masters and spiritual leaders stood for and kind of taught their followers was what? How to connect with the body, the mind, and the soul in order to reach oneness with the creator, with the divine source, with God, with the universe. The beauty is that you can believe in science and you can believe in spirituality. You can believe in both. When you're living in a higher state, there's no difference between religion and spirituality. See, God is love and love is light and light is energy. And the world is interconnected and all of us are one. It's inevitable to run into challenges if you're unable to comprehend the interrelationships that exist between the spiritual laws. You know, the law is understood by the individual. And if the person doesn't understand the law, they can't obey it. So it's going to be extremely difficult to have successful outcomes. On the other hand, there's those who conduct their lives with the understanding of the interrelated rules generally report feeling more confident, more productive, more contemplative than they've ever felt before in their life. And if you only just begin by getting a broad understanding of the many rules, you're going to find that it's going to make a considerable change in how you feel. And this is because there's there's more advanced work, personal work, that can be done in regard to each law. Our purpose here is to evolve, right? To expand to different levels of consciousness. And most people are living in a three-dimensional world, which is the lowest state of consciousness due to so much of the programming that forms us to live on autopilot. So what do I mean when I speak about dimensions? Dimensions are a way of putting other realities into levels based on how their energy vibrations feel. So each dimension is a different way to understand the world around us. You know, they're connected like overlapping spheres of consciousness and they live on in and through each other. So everything in your 3D world is a mirror of who you really are. 3D consciousness is viewing things from purely a physical state. You are seen as an individual that is separate from others. Your identity is basically determined by factors such as how you appear, your profession, the vehicle you drive, and the friends and family that you keep close. You might worry about being left out or not having enough. Living life from a third dimension perspective, it absolutely can provide a great deal of pleasure. But it can also make it very challenging when it comes to dealing with things like grief or more profound emotions. Because we get so caught up in drama, in gossip, in abusive relationships, 
and conflict every day. And it's just, you know, it's easy for us to put ourselves in painful situations when we're operating from that state. We're also unwilling to take personal responsibility for the bigger picture. There's no urge to maybe look at things from a more in-depth perspective or to examine oneself, right? Life is basically being lived by just scratching the surface of things. There's no depth to it. Thinking that life is happening to you rather than for you type thinking. There's very little interest in delving further and gaining an understanding of the underlying significance of things. To move beyond 3D, we need to raise our consciousness. Often, for this to happen, how we shift from 3D to 4D is when we experience adversity, some kind of tower moment in our life, a wake-up call perhaps, that prompts us to become self-aware and to make this transition from a 3D mindset to a 4D way of living. And this could be due to a, a breakup, a divorce, a job loss, a serious illness. But over time, that shift, you know, we come to understand that we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. So one could say that they're living from a 4D state if they emphasize love, maybe sharing, service, compassion, the power of the soul and the mind, the, the ability to attract and create what they desire while also being physically present and aware of everything that the 3D life has to offer as well, right? So these are the conscious, spiritual, holistic people on a journey often live in a 3D reality with a 4D awareness. Next, we enter the fifth dimension where we feel genuine compassion for every living thing. And most people on this level will choose a vegan or vegetarian diet. When your consciousness is functioning in, in 5D, many aspects of the 3D environment essentially will disappear. People who are basically functioning in a third dimension might be invisible to you and they may not notice you either you know that's why our consciousness when our consciousness expands so do our relationships we connect to those on the same frequency as us and the things that used to upset you about the 3d world will start to fade away as you become more and more committed to living the best life in order to maybe improve the world and the lives of everyone that you come into contact with. When you're functioning from 5D, you might as well be on a mission. You know, you have a strong sense of commitment, a personal responsibility, and a willingness to really contribute to the greater good. And I know there's other dimensions out there, but I don't want to get too off track. I just kind of wanted to explain a little bit about the, those three dimensions, but this is where this information of the 12 universal laws can come in handy to help you shift from that lower paradigm to a higher one or that higher dimension. And I just want to mention that, 
you know, just listening to this information certainly isn't going to be enough. You know, you have to make the changes happen in your life, in your daily life, and, and how you perceive the world. There's many similarities between the laws of the universe and the teachings of Jesus. And if anybody knows the Bible well enough, they'll quickly discover that, you know, Jesus came into his physical body with the awareness that he was a subset of God. The law of divine unity made sense to him. You know, God is in all things. And we're all part of God too. And that's why it's possible for people to heal themselves and disease from their body by just having that unshakable belief through their thoughts, their imagination, through their words. And so getting educated and understanding this law, the law of oneness, which is probably the most important law, will make it much easier for you to grasp some of the other following laws that I'll be talking about. Just for a moment, try and see all of us as individual grains of sand on the beach right? And each one represents a unique aspect of, of the greater total. And when one grain of sand harbors some kind of poison, right? It taints the whole beach. Everything, both visible and invisible, is interconnected. We are the seen. We are the unseen. We are life. We are death. We are light. We are dark. When we come together, we become a single unity. We share a mystical oneness that makes us inseparable. And when we put our minds together, we unleash tremendous power. Some names for oneness that people use could be love, could be God, could be heaven. That's all for you to kind of feel through your own heart and what resonates with you. When the ego is transcended, one might view things for what they really are rather than what the ego imagines they are. The ego sees the world as a series of maybe opposing forces such as uh, me versus them, good versus evil, right versus wrong. But when you see a drop of water, okay, that drop of water isn't separate from any other water. That drop of water comes from the whole of water, just like that grain of sand, just like us as, as spiritual beings here. And in a sense, I am you, you are me. And the only thing that's really setting us apart from one another is our own ego minds and our unique lenses through which we kind of see the world through. We are formless consciousness. This is something that we all share. Consciousness is limitless. It's expansive. Yet life forces us to place these walls or these ceilings on this enormous space that just simply wants to evolve and breathe and grow and learn. But the ego is an illusion because it distorts reality, leaving you unable or maybe unwilling to view things for what they are. The ego is the exact thing that divides you or us from God, from our higher self, or whatever it is that you believe created you. 
But remember, nothing comes from nothingness. There's no such thing as nothing because the word nothing means something by definition. All you can say about an object is if it contains another object or not. And it turns out the space between galaxies, that's not empty space. That's not nothing. It's full of energy, radiation, and particles. We are everything that ever was or ever will be when we consider ourselves as part of a non-dual reality, right? We're also the ones that work in the darkness. And this is a very hard thing for many people to accept. When you look at it from this perspective, we embody both light and dark qualities. We're the people in poverty. We're the people on the streets suffering from drug addiction. We're the people causing havoc in society at large. And when you see this from this point of view, wouldn't you want to step in and help another? Because when we do such acts, we're healing humanity as a whole. People who only perceive the world as doomed, as dark, as ending, are living in 3D. They're reluctant to to transcend beyond that. And as I've mentioned in the past, many times, the world would be a much more peaceful one if we all lived in 5D. Separation is the ego, and living in ego is living through suffering. If we lived from a sense of oneness with all life, violence wouldn't exist. You know, just as it makes sense for the left hand to seek to harm the right hand or for the blood cells to want to kill the to kill off the bone cells just to win or dominate the other see how silly that sounds oneness can enhance our society our social political and professional surroundings contributing to the development of a more enlightened society one which we recognize that as humans we're all cells of a bigger organism. Actually, new research even suggests that believing in oneness it affects how our minds work and how much we care about people outside of our immediate circle. And the researchers came up with a belief in oneness scale with six questions. People who think that everything is basically the same are more likely to have an identity that connects them to other people, to animals, to aspects of nature. A belief in oneness was associated with feeling connected to other people through the recognition of common humanity, common problems, common imperfections. And it was also linked to caring more about other people and having more compassion. So how do we practice oneness? We have to really integrate these practices into our daily life, like I mentioned. To live from a state of gratitude and appreciation for all that is. And I mean really appreciating and tuning into that. You can listen to many topics on this matter. I'm sure it's going to help, however, in order for you to really experience a deeper appreciation Meditation is going to be the key. Meditation is something that 
scientifically changes the brain, right? It, it's a mass, it has massive effects on the consciousness. It raises your consciousness. It deepens your thinking levels. It improves your sensory perception. It enhances your capacity to process data, not to mention the plethora of additional emotional, psychological, and physical advantages. If you're new to this, you can start to meditate for five minutes each day. Do that for a few days or a week and then extend to maybe eight minutes. And then from there, extend to 10 minutes. And everyone meditates differently. For me, I have to have quiet music playing. Music calms my mind. When I sit in that space, I just surrender and allow myself to experience whatever comes through. And that's the key to meditation is to just surrender to that moment. You know, so meditation's great, but that's really still not going to be enough. We really need to take action. Really observe your thoughts, your ideas, your beliefs. Observe the way that you're living, the way that you're moving in the world. Even what, what you're consuming through the body through the mind, through the spirit? You know, are you harming yourself with addictions like alcohol, drugs, pornography? Because doing so is not only causing suffering for you, but it's also causing suffering for the rest of the world. And remember, we are all cells within a larger organism. Do unto others as you would have them done unto you. We must act in a way where it's going to benefit humanity. And I pray for this every day. This is the reason that I have been led here to my mission. Another thing you can do is really get involved in a community that reflects these principles. Learning and, and really connecting with other people. Seeing past their human form, past their exterior, past their beliefs, past their unresolved issues, and see them as you. We can also enhance that by every day reminding yourself while looking in the mirror, look into your eyes, tell yourself that you are all things. You are the universe, nature, all of people and you're here to uplift and create peace in not only your world but for humanity as a whole move through each day becoming more connected to your sacred heart feeling seeing tasting smelling hearing observing all of life and being in love with everything through all of your senses, making love to water, making love to nature, making love to people. And I'm not talking in a sexual way, but through the heart, living in a state of unconditional love is what's going to change the world. And I promise you, actually, you know, I had gotten a really nasty message just the other day. Someone I didn't know Maybe I did, and they were hiding behind someone's profile. But it had absolutely 
no effect on me personally. And when I received it, the only thing that it made me want to do, it made me feel, is to send him love. Because I know that the message was coming from a shadow that he hasn't yet explored. And that's just what it is. So developing a way of living that is in sync with the goal of oneness can definitely be challenging. You know, the key is to really take it it slowly, but definitely keep moving forward. In the end, you know, there's no strict rules, just remembering that we're all one. And let your actions show how much you value that truth. Try not to give up hope when challenges come your way. You know, if nothing else, just at least try to live up to the standard. And you're going to be ahead of a majority of the people if you start living this way. I know this sounds like a fairy tale to many people to live in a world filled with peace and kindness and love. However, my theory here is that the more you can reach out your hand to another person, the more light will bring into the world. And when there's more light in the world, those in darkness won't feel so scared and it will make them eventually want to join the light too. They just might not have known how to or have had the right people to assist them. So be that one. Be the lighthouse. Be the change for the sake of humanity. And I pray for this. I hope that you resonate with this message. I think a lot of people want to make a difference. They want to help people. This is the time to do it. There's no better time than now. So this is all I have for you tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Please feel free to reach out to me through my website if you'd like assistance in making any changes or if you need help or assistance with anything. I know some people sometimes don't know how to reach me. My information is always in the description of each podcast. My website is ConsciousWisdomHealing.com and I do work remotely all over the world. So if that's something you're interested in, feel free to reach out. Okay, thank you for taking the time to listen, and I'm sending you much love and love.